This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler, and happy Friday to you. This is the show where I read articles from some of the sharpest minds in real estate investing. If you want to hear interviews with some of the authors of these articles, check out the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Brandon Turner and David Green. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now, with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. What July's job report says about the economy's health? 528,000 jobs were added in July, but 71,000 full-time positions were lost. Unemployment stands at 3.5%. By Jay Scott. Earlier in August, it was reported that 528,000 jobs were created in July after expectations were around 230,000 jobs. Overall, it was a seemingly better jobs report than expected. However, it's hard to argue that the overall jobs data is still strong. By historical measures in most categories, it's still very strong. But digging into the data, it's clear that there is a very negative trend. To put it plainly, things are still good, but it's getting worse quickly. Details from the jobs report. While it can be challenging to get the exact change in full-time and part-time job holders since the government uses different data points and surveys to determine these numbers, it appears that the number of full-time jobs declined by about 71,000 and the number of part-time jobs increased by about 384,000. The number of people who took a second part-time job increased by about 92,000. 
This doesn't add to the $528,000 total simply because these numbers rely on household surveys instead of employer-reported data. Long story short, many people are picking up part-time jobs to help pay the bills, and a decent number are picking up a second or third part-time job. Full-time jobs were reduced in July, which confirms what a lot of people have suspected. There has been a net increase in layoffs. The labor force participation rate, the percentage of the population working or looking for work, stands at 62.1%. This is about 1.2% lower than where it was in February 2020 prior to the pandemic. This means we still have several million fewer people working or looking for jobs than we did nearly three years ago. Did they retire? Just taking time off? Are they gig workers, day traders, or did they simply give up? on trying to find work for the time being. We don't know, and it's likely a combination of all these things. This number has been decreasing since March. Furthermore, just over 300,000 people took part-time work because they needed extra money, either because their hours were cut or because of general economic reasons. These are people who would have preferred full-time work but were unable to find full-time jobs. The increase was about 7% from the preceding month, which is a big jump, but there are only 3.9 million of these workers compared to 4.4 million in February 2020. In other words, we're seeing more economic instability over time, but we were already heading in that direction pre-COVID. About 5.9 million people are currently not in the labor force, but would like a job. This portion of people were not counted as unemployed, because they were not actively looking for jobs or collecting unemployment. This is compared to 5 million people in February 2020. This figure is a result of people who have given up on finding a job that is acceptable to them, or in some cases, people who have determined that it is more lucrative not to work. For example, someone who makes 15 bucks an hour but has to pay 15 bucks an hour for childcare would find that it makes more sense to stay at home than work. The unemployment rate dropped from 3.6% to 3.5% to match the February 2020 number, but if you add in marginally attached workers, which are essentially discouraged workers, those who had looked for a job in the past year but couldn't find one and stopped looking, the percentage jumps to 10.2% compared to 8.4% back in February 2020. Again, an indication that there are plenty of individuals who want to work but can't find a job they find suitable, for whatever reason that may be. Credit data. In addition to the jobs report, here are a few other data points around credit availability and usage that tie into the narrative we're seeing. Available consumer credit increased by more than 10% in June after increasing 6.5% in May. This isn't the total amount of outstanding debt, but the total amount of credit. In other words, people are taking HELOCs, adding credit cards, or increasing credit card limits even if they're not yet spending that money. 233 million credit cards were opened in Q2. The most since 2008. People are preparing for additional credit needs. In terms of credit owed, That increased 1.3% in June. So, people are borrowing more, not just opening credit lines. And here are some final thoughts. My takeaway from this data? 
is the same as what I suspected last week. We are not yet in a recession, but we're quickly moving in that direction. Both jobs and credit data indicate a tipping point, and things could move downhill quickly and decisively, despite things still looking pretty decent on the surface. An economy built on part-time jobs lacks the stability it needs to perform well in the long run. More jobs won't matter if they don't offer enough compensation to keep the population afloat. There you have it. Another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily in the books. Interested in taking your learning to the next level? Register for a free webinar. They're live, they're free, and we do them every week. Sign up at biggerpockets.com webinar. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.